0: Now, here's your host, Dr. Barbara Hales, America's leading medical strategist.
1: Welcome to another episode of Marketing Tips for Doctors. I'm your host, Dr. Barbara Hales, and today we have with us Lene and Tripp Goolsby, who are doctors and the founders of Infinite Health Integrative Medicine Center, a precision medicine practice with a niche focus on health optimization, age reversal, and regenerative medicine. Linnae and Dr. Goolsby are also best-selling authors and speakers. They have been featured in various magazine publications such as mindbodygreen.com, psychcentral.com, entrepreneur.com, and many others, as well as having been guests on a variety of national and international podcasts. Linnae and Dr. Goolsby have also published several books, including Think and Live Longer, which is also their proprietary Mind-Body Connection coaching program, Think and Live Longer, in connection with their progressive peer-reviewed and evidence-based medical modalities, which is instrumental in helping thousands of women and men transform not just their health, but also their lives. Linnae and Dr. Goolsby empower people across the globe to reclaim their health power to create and attain their personalized, successful health image. Welcome to the show.
2: Thank you so much. Thank you for having us. And just for clarification, I am not an MD. I am a displaced JD. So just want to make sure everybody knows that it is actually Dr. Goolsby over here, Trip Goolsby, that is the MD.
1: You certainly cover a lot of areas that are really desired by most people out there. How did you convert Dr. Goolsby from being a traditional medical practitioner to what you're currently doing. No,
2: no. No. She's asking what prompted you to get out of providing reactive cancer care into integrative medicine. And you have the story for that.
0: Yes. So, so share that. a number of years ago, it was about 17 years ago, actually, and a half years ago, Lene and I had our first child together. And uh, that was conceptually at the, on the, the eve of my 50th birthday. So at that point in time, I was practicing medical oncology and um and I said, geez, I'm, I'm 50 years old. What am I doing here with um, procreating? I, I need to be able to keep up. And so a- at that point in time, I started looking at all the good science on aging and and optimization of health and those, and and started integrating, eventually integrating that into my oncology practice. And, and ultimately, uh, there came a moment where I made the decision, we made the decision together to transition in, into just doing that, just doing the integrative medicine. And at that moment, I became... Extremely interested in stem cell therapies and and regenerative medicine and a number of things that actually helped use the body's own systems to actually re- repair their the errors or the damage so to speak and uh, we've integrated that into a very a very comprehensive program so that's how it started.
1: I'll let you in with a little secret, and that is the. Father of my children started at fifty as well, oh. so I can say with experience that fathers that started fifty make the best fathers. They have more time for their children and more understanding than someone who is in their thirties who's stressed out trying to make it financially and trying to figure life out.
2: There are definitely pro- pros to being an older, wiser. Parent, I think.
1: Is your practice concierge or do you accept insurance? How does that work?
2: So we operate on what we call a hybrid model of reimbursement. So if somebody has insurance that we accept, we're happy to bill it on their behalf for their physician interactions. We do have a membership subscription on top of whatever they may owe for their deductible and coinsurance. And then for those who may have a high deductible or be self insured, as we say, we do have a what we call a private pay plan. What we found with insurance, insurance really isn't designed to keep anybody healthy. It just isn't designed that way. And so a lot of the services that we provide that actually enhance health and expand life are not covered by insurance anyway. So a lot of the products that we use, the natural products for the bioidentical hormone replacement therapy, peptide therapies, stem cell therapies, those are not going to be covered by insurance. We try to accommodate wherever somebody is, but if somebody is completely dependent and expecting that their insurance to cover the services, they're going to be very disappointed. Some <laughs> of the,
1: I'm sorry, go ahead.
0: Some of the hormonal, depending on the demographic, some of the hormonal therapies are covered. But as Lene was saying, the vast majority of the of these bleeding edge and well-studied modalities are are not covered by insurance. <laughs>
1: Do you sell the supplements and herbs that you recommend or you just tell people what they should do and let them find it themselves?
2: Both. We have a line of certain supplements that are pharmaceutical grade that we recommend. And then sometimes there are some over-the-counter things that they can get on their own.
1: Do you have classes in your office where people can attend to learn more about self-care? Kind of, yeah. So the way that we
2: approach our health optimization program, it's a four pillars. We call it a four pillars approach to health optimization, and it's very coach coaching kind of a relationship that we develop with all of our patients. So when somebody comes into us for whatever their malady may be, we are going to look at their nutritional habits, their physical fitness habits, whether or not they're on what we call BHRT, bioidentical hormone replacement therapy. And then all of that is tied with, as you said in the introduction, our proprietary mind-body connection coaching program, which is the Think and Live Longer program, So every patient who comes to us is going to be immediately directed to start shifting the way that they think, because generally when you go to the doctor, you're acutely aware of what it is you don't want, but many people have not yet conceptualized what their happy end result is. So from right out of the gate, we're getting people to start thinking about that happy end result. And so a lot of the physician to patient interaction is spent shifting the mindset so that the patient is thinking in a way that supports what their goals are. So right now it's heavy one-on-one. In addition to that, we do have monthly kind of a group coaching program to go through the principles of Think and Live Longer, which is free for our current patient base, and then is available for a nominal fee to those who are not yet our patient partners. Are these classes virtual online or? Yes. Right now we're doing them monthly and they are virtual on Zoom. So if somebody wants to participate, we send them the link before the show starts.
1: Really I- Do you recommend meditation each week or for a certain length of time? How is your like mind connection with your mind body?
2: Absolutely. Meditation is a component of care, especially for people who are in high stress situations, high stress and anxiety and depression for sure would encourage them to meditate. We particularly like to recommend binaural beats to help shift that brainwave. So brainwave training kind of thing. And then what was the other question? I forgot the other question. I'm sorry.
1: I was just about meditation and what other modalities for the mind part of mind body wellness do you recommend or offer? Yeah, you want to?
0: So, any of the and any of the mindful um, physical techniques, yoga and those things are really well received by many of our patients. We encourage that as a physical modality also. So, I think, but Lene covered it that many people will. Usually will have, if they're anxious or in high stress situations, have problems with sleep and insomnia and that. And we find really great response with the brainwave entrainment treatments. And those are really accessible without any financial investment. And they work really well.
2: Oh yeah, there's a plethora of library options for those on YouTube.
1: So you just recommend your patients go onto YouTube to check out the various options? Yeah, whatever resonates with them.
0: Yeah, and because some people like the sound of waves, some people like chirping birds. So. <laughs>
1: Jumping birds. What type of meditation do you do? In the office, we I like
2: to put it on 528. It's the calming, the DNA reparative, and it's more of a soothing sound. So a low instrumental. I try to keep that playing in the front desk area for sure. And probably that's what I prefer.
0: And generally, later on in the day or in the evening, I'll do a, I'll do a brainwave entrainment, delta brainwave entrainment, and focus on my happy end result.
1: That theoretically sounds great, but how do you overcome care of teenagers and then go back to that mindful state? I'm not. Our teenagers are too- really
2: easy. You got to do what you got to do to be the parent that you need to be. It's really just a choice. I don't know how to answer that because my kids
1: are just. Uh, so amazing.
0: I
2: find tasers work
0: fairly
1: well. also. (laughs) Do you have your children use meditation as well? We we try. We encourage
2: it. Trying to make it mandatory, we're probably not very successful on. But just making sure that they stay in a state of positivity and being very mindful of what their goals are and how they're going to be contributing adults and facilitating what they, what their soul is wanting them to do. Because for us, our kids are very different. I've got one that he's on a musical career track. He's 200% creative. And then the youngest one was able to do fairly complex math complica- computations in his head when he was four and six years old. So he's very logical and practical and academic minded. For us, just making sure that we appreciate their uniqueness, and work with them individually so that they can fly in the direction that they are here to fly in, I think is the most important thing that we try to do.
1: Do you recommend having a vegetarian diet or with some fish maybe thrown in, or do you advise avoiding meat? What do you tell your patients?
0: I think the uniform cause of disease is inflammation, and there are certain pathways that create oxidative damage and and moieties chemical moieties in the blood in the cells that are adversarial to their best outcomes and right now i think statistically looking at looking at well rounded diets the mediterranean diet is one that's probably getting in the world theater the best outcomes for longevity but um here in louisiana we have a challenge with a very high carbohydrate load and those are the formation of advanced glycation end products and those things that actually make it difficult for the proteins and enzymes in our cells to do their jobs. And that causes errors and the errors result in potentially in mutations and inflammation inside the cell, which can then subsequently go on into inflammation in the body. So anything that's based on the patient's physical being and what their lifestyle habits are and their lifestyle decisions have been, their physical out- outcome is when they when I see them the first time, we look for them to create this image of ideal health for themselves, which I guide and, you know, let patients know the best outcomes that we have right now with our knowledge base. And then I manipulate their food intake, their nutritional intake to to fit the, that outcome. I always tell my patients when they come in, I say, we get a food log for two weeks. So I tell them, eat, drink, and be merry. You have two weeks. When you come back, you belong to me. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay so what I'd like to do is to like walk in the steps of someone coming to your office for the first time because I imagine that you have a protocol that you approach each patient when they come in typically mm-hmm. so after the patient has filled out their self history and their prior medical history they what what happens next
2: yeah, sure. So that initial consultation is generally about a 45 minute consultation with Trip here. And he's going to go through that paperwork. And then, like I told you before, he's going to get them to start thinking about what it is they want Um And that, like I said, out the gate, that's like the first question, what do you want? What does that look like? And then we have an exercise that he's going to use with them to help them to get really clear on what their successful health image looks like. After that initial consultation, we have a very comprehensive laboratory panel. Traditional medicine, they're taking nominal information and they're looking to see if you fit what's normal on the bell curve. We have a very comprehensive panel and we have a very strict parameter for what we're looking to see. In those values because we know through epigenetics that we can actually reverse the disease and the aging process so we don't want our patients normal we want them optimal and we know how to help them get there so at that second appointment after they've had those labs they're going to come back it's going to be about another 45 minute appointment with him and he's going to go okay this is your history this is your goal this is the information that's coming up in the labs." And then he's going to tailor those four pillars to help that patient get them from where they are to where they want to go. And depending on how, where they are in their thought process, if they're already eating. Well, eating in a way that serves them, if they're already acclimated to some exercise, that person will be tended to differently than somebody who's been abusing their body for the past 40, 50 years and has to be, re- I don't want to say reprogrammed, but a new awareness has to be opened up and new neural pathways need to be created for that person and so generally depending on where they are and what their goals are they'll either come and have 20 minute visits twice a month or if they've we call it graduated to where they want to go then they can get on a maintenance regimen which is about a monthly. It can be a monthly visit with him. And because most people over 30 are going to need hormone replacement therapy, we do require labs to be taken at least four times a year, I think is what okay. it is. Every so, three months. Yeah. So that's kind of the debrief on what to expect. Okay. So yeah.
1: <laughs> Sorry. Please go ahead. Go ahead.
0: She, as you she say, I think that first visit really critically is, is transforming the thought process into one that creates a, an affirmation of what they desire. Okay, and very often, so say somebody comes in with back pain, just for example. Like, what's one of the one of the challenges if they have back pain? I ask them what they want, and they say, "I don't want to have back pain anymore." So what they're doing there is they're actually focusing. They continue to focus on the problem, so they're fighting. The problem, and they're not visualizing and thinking. Geez, it'd really be nice if uh, instead of having discomfort when I try to pick up a thirty-pound grocery bag or bag of dog food or whatever, I could carry a hundred-pound bag across the yard and be perfectly capable of doing that ten times if should I desire. And so that image, the image of them being able to do that, and I had this very example with a farmer that I took care of I had back issues. I treated and. Multiple different ways, and it resolved his pain. They he couldn't even he couldn't even go up one or two steps. Without, without, without having significant pain. And his wife was having to take him, pull him off the couch to get him to be able to move around. His first statement was, I don't want to have back pain anymore. And and so as I transitioned his thought process, he he said, yeah, yeah I guess it'd be nice to take the feed for the cows and be able to take all those feeds. And those are 100, 150 pound bags of grain or whatever they're using. And, and approximately three or four months, he was in that position and he was actually doing those activities free of pain. The thing about focusing on what you don't want leaves that within your focus. And leaving that within your focus... Always drives you to think about it. So it never leaves you. So if you're thinking that you're, you're vibrantly active and physically fit, then those, that image draws your body and creates a physiologic response in your body to drive you in that direction. And it, it's, it's an amazing thing when people start affirming what they want and affirming, I, I can run a 5K in, in 20 minutes. Those types of things are the amazing drivers of a physiology in your body that help you get there and make you feel really good at the same time.
1: That story was very impressive. Do you participate in community health fairs to get the word out about your practice? We operate on a very lean
2: human resource budget. So no, we do not have done those in the past. And the ROI hasn't really been sustainable.
1: So what is it that you do to promote yourself so that patients are aware of your practice? You provide a very valuable service and, and I'm sure a very wanted service, but in, in order for people to come, they have to actually know that you have a practice there, understandably. So what is it that you do to promote yourself?
2: So what we've, we have tried several things over the past 20 years of being in practice. And what we have found specifically since we shifted into integrative medicine is It's not uncommon for our patient referrals to outpace any other marketing effort that we may be running at the same time, because when people feel as good as they do and other people notice, I think we had somebody in the other, a new patient in the other day who was at the gym and couldn't believe how this other guy looked and had noticed the transformation. And when they started talking, that guy's oh, you got to go see Dr. Goolsby. So patient referrals has always been number one. Number two to that is SEO, website SEO. Secondly, most people, if they're not coming in off of a patient referral, they're coming in off of a website search. In addition to that, and to try to help the SEO, we do press releases. We're doing podcasting. We're going to be launching our own podcast in about two months. We do email marketing, social media marketing.
1: What platform do you find most helpful? Hmm.
2: SEO uh, off of the website is the most helpful. So making sure that the keywords that we want to be known for that are what patients are looking for. I think for us, and I, I will admit I'm a bit of a snob. I've always been a bit of a snob when it comes to the definition of integrative me- medicine versus Holistic medicine. I've had to let go of that just because of mass understanding. You did the
0: leadership program (laughs) at Duke University. I
2: just I did. (laughs) I did, and so they had they. It's ingrained in me and what the proper definition of integrative medicine versus functional medicine versus holistic medicine is. But I've had to let that go.
1: Glad that you brought that out because most people have no clue as to what the difference is, and it's very confusing now with doctors saying now now I'm functional or now I'm integrative or now I'm holistic. And people are saying like, is that the same thing? What's the difference? So, And most have no clue. So yeah. in, in your mind, what is the difference?
2: Yes. Integrative medicine is a proactive approach to care that places the patient in partnership with their physician and addresses their health concerns, evaluating and considering all components that affect our health, and that could be your work environment, your home environment, your mental state, your emotional state, your physical state. All of these nuanced variables impact our health, and um, and then we address those, and this is what sets infinite health apart, is infinite... Did we lose her?
1: No, I'm still here. Oh, okay, good. I'm sorry.
2: Infinite health specifically has a protocol of looking at the best of the best in traditional approaches and integrates in the best in peer-reviewed and evidence-based complementary therapies. Integrative medicine allows for writing prescriptions if prescriptions are appropriate. But we we're actually really successful at getting people off of subs- prescriptions. So the goal is to get away from the pharmaceuticals, but we're not wholly against pharmaceuticals, if you will. And I think in a lot of people's minds, holistic medicine specifically is no pharmaceuticals at all I and see. i'm not even really sure what functional medicine is maybe you know well,
0: i think they i think lene has a key there is that very often the our lifestyles even the cdc came out a couple of months ago and said said that 93% of our health is derived from our lifestyle and our and the, things that we engage in in our lives. So that being said, that means that 7% there are basic genetically inherited diseases that you, you can't do much, if anything, about. But the rest of it, we have a genome that is imparted to us by our parents, and that if we act upon it in the same fashion that our parents did, then we're going to get the same things, more or less, acting on it in a different way. And this is changing the thinking process, right? Albert Einstein, we can't possibly hope to change the things that have occurred in by one way of thinking by continuing that same modality of thinking so if you you understand that thinking process needs to change to so that you can obtain a better outcome then you're already on board to to make your health significantly better over the course of your lifetime and thinking about the medications that we have that that are in common use and as an oncologist I probably use more pharmaceuticals than 15 or 20 internists over the course of their entire careers and seeing that and understanding that we're in very often in many cases, camouflaging, camouflaging the basic, the basic cause of disease to the benefit of the symptom of the disease. Then what happens is that we're truly I began to believe a number of years ago is that we're disserving our patients. We're not helping them correct what's causing the issue in the first place. And so if ninety three percent of our health is determined by how we're living our lives and what we're taking in and where we're what we're exposing ourselves to, then, some change there is going to actually help people get better outcomes and that's the foundation of the program that we put together and and we've actually helped people like Lene was saying we've got we're, there's a genetic test that can be done to see how much of your DNA has been closed down over the course of time and fortunately that biologic that true biological age can actually be reversed our chronological age it's the same birthday every year but that Biological age can actually be reversed. I have patients with a 20 year age reversal almost by by changing the environment that their cells are living in.
1: So have you become active on TikTok yet? Yeah. I have not. I I don't
2: video doing videos is, is an uncomfortable place for me i'm trying to get better at it but that's interesting that you would ask that cuz i know that a lot of people in healthcare have been but there's also a lot of there's some backlash about people in healthcare presenting themselves in a flippant manner dancing and compromising HIPAA rules and things of that nature. And I'm just not there. I'm just not there.
1: I don't think that doing a dance is against HIPAA. So you may want to start your moves.
2: Yeah, yeah, I think I might have to outsource that.
1: What one tip can you give our listeners today in terms of attracting patients to their I have we have
2: and I will take the blame. I have wasted a lot of money hiring people who hold themselves out as medical marketing gurus and I've allowed people to do marketing approaches that were not did not fit into what I what I perceived our brand to be and what we wanted to be known for and in, in those kinds of things. And I think in a medical practice sometimes You think you're really good at being the healthcare provider that you are. You do everything you can to serve your patient. You don't learn how to do marketing in medical school. And so you feel like you're not adequate at it, right? You're not doing the best things that you can do. And so you're trusting people outside of you. And I've had to learn very expensive lessons that marketing gurus and people who allege to be hyper wealthy aren't necessarily going to be able to get you hyper wealthy or get you patients. And if you put into play those systems, those marketing tools that actually honor and serve you and that you are comfortable with and that you, know, you can present authentically, those are the ones that you need to focus on. If, I, if you don't like TikTok, don't do TikTok because you're not going to be successful at it. If you enjoy writing, you want to blog, do that because that's what you love to do. It's what we do for our patients who maybe don't like exercising. If you don't like to run, don't run. You're not going to do it. You're going to hate it. You're not going to be successful. Same as if you're in the healthcare industry and you're marketing, do those things that you love doing. Want to go dance on TikTok? Do it. Want to write a blog? Do it. I think just showing up in the places where you're comfortable and that honor who you are and the care that you provide is going to be the best tip I could provide for you.
1: What is the title of your new podcast coming out? Thank you for asking.
2: There was some deliberation about that and we're we're going to call it Your Infinite Health.
1: Sounds like a good name. <laughs> Thank, you. Thank you. Thank you very much for being with us today on the show. It's been a very informative episode. And this has been another episode of Marketing Tips for Doctors with your host, Dr. Barbara Hales. Till next time. Thanks for listening to
0: Marketing Tips for Doctors. If you like the podcast, please subscribe, rate, and review.